0: Welcome to the Mystery Stone Podcast. I am host, co-host, MC, CJ, here with the man, the myth, and the legend.
1: (laughs) The uh, the humble Michael, Mike.
0: (laughs) Um, Last time we got together, we definitely went over everything that is involved with the concept of what is a mystery school, what is the concept of magic in itself, and the various different topics that we'll be covering on this episode. And we really hope that you guys walked away with that with an interest and an understanding of what we hope to do here. Mike, uh, what are we talking about today?
1: Yeah, like uh, like CJ had said, uh, the first episode was primarily about laying out the foundation um, about, you know, just some of the overall topics and headings that we'll be exploring um, throughout the series. And, you know, anything from, like, metaphysics to the occult to the unknown – You know, avenues of truth, philosophy, religion, all those things that go beyond the surface of what you see from day-to-day life. Um, And today, uh, we will be speaking about the topic of, in specific, even though we touched upon it in the first episode, but in specific, today we'll be speaking about magic, the occult, and also the dangers of spirituality. But yeah, Um, I guess the first part of the show should be, I guess, speaking about what, you know, magic and the occult really is since it's such a uh, nebulous and like confused topic amongst the general consensus.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean a lot of people really they they assume that when you're talking about magic that you're pulling rabbits out of the hats or they mm-hmm. think you're a giant weirdo that hangs out in his mom's basement <laughs> <laughs> who lights candles occasionally and throws rocks at stuff.
1: Yeah, which, which, you know, I'm sure that's out there. You know, there's there's a vast spectrum of all types of people in every walk of life, you know what I mean? If it appears not mundane and normal, but yeah. You know, that's not really the stereotype we're going for here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or they assume that you play way too much Dungeons & Dragons.
1: Yeah, yeah. Too much imagination, although well, it's necessary.
0: Which is fair. I play way too much Dungeons & Dragons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. It's good. It's good for the mind.
0: On top of that, I, but magic in its definition is really a science. It is. Um, as much as... People think that science like is chemistry, biology, and things like that. Mm-hmm. We have an entire study of energy in itself, but various uh, kinetic energies, light energies, heat energies. Magic in itself is just another form of energy and the study of how to manipulate it with your will.
1: Absolutely, yes. Um, I don't know if you want to expand on that. That's just my generic I looked at Google definition. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, so... You know, it's it's, um, it's it's somewhat of a shame, but somewhat of an understanding that, you know, the mass media had portrayed magic, you know, the occult and all these things, um, you know, which, you know, in the mainstream, the movies and stuff like that, it gives people this perception that it's this evil type of, of deal that, you know, you're summoning demons, or there's, all these things are demonic. And, you know, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, maybe, maybe it could be, but we don't know. But as far as my understanding of it, that's not necessarily the case. There's an aspect to it where people
0: do do those things, and in a future episode, I have a guy lined up who is going to talk about that because he does do that.
1: Yeah, the whole black magic area and all all those things, baneful magic. Yeah, Um, stuff like that. Definitely going to be some lesser banishing
0: rituals going on ahead 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 of time.
1: (laughs) I will gladly uh, provide some of that too.
0: Yeah. Uh, and he's being told to lift certain things at home because he, he offers, oh, I can bring this. I'm like, please don't. Yeah. Let's just leave it at home. Um, <laughs> we're, we're just
1: purely exploring the topic, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, uh, but uh, the, he's super, super knowledgeable on the topic. So don't think that we're going to sit here and tell you that these things don't exist because they do, and we are going to tell you about them, and then we are going to illustrate how dangerous it is and provide you our opinions. I, I personally am of the opinion that there are aspects of magic you don't play with.
1: Absolutely not. And if you do, you have to know what you're doing, and you have to understand the repercussions and what you're actually doing and putting out into the world. <clears throat> but in terms of what actually, you know, Magic the Occult would be, these terms are extremely, like I said, like nebulous, and um, they're very uh, ambiguous terms. They're blanket statements that have arose um, as, you know, the word to use for these concepts over time. Um we can, we can go look at a definition from Alistair Crowley, uh, who is a really known, really extremely well-known influential occultist, um, even for the modern day, extremely influential. And his definition for magic is the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with the will. Um, so w- with that definition, you know, it, it is a science, it is an art, and when we really get into it. It's an extreme art. It's an art of the imagination, of the mind, of your will, of your psychology, of your consciousness, and your connection to the uh, anima mundi or the soul of the world, <clears throat> how everything interconnects and knowing how to utilize that, and manipulate it, like CJ had said. Um, and the whale is an essential thing of magic as well. Um, it's it's knowing how to tap into your intent, knowing how to tap into your true intent, uh, digging beneath the surface and and, and honing that, that power within you, coming into contact with it and knowing how to apply it properly to all the mechanisms of the science of magic.
0: The biggest, I think the <clears throat> absolute biggest warning, because we're going to talk about cautionary things when it comes to magic here is Mm -hmm. you have to be very careful with intent intent is your biggest biggest thing that you need to worry about you can accidentally utilize magic without realizing you're doing it Mm -hmm. simply by the strength of your intent like if you look at somebody and you genuinely hate them and you wish the absolute worst to happen to them yeah there's a very good chance that it's going to happen. Yeah, you,
1: you might want to be careful with your intention. I mean, it's, it might sound a little pseudoscience, but there's a lot of cases and instances, and, and even in, um, you know, there, there's a lot of examples of, of the power of the mind and how it can influence change on the on the uh, quote-unquote external reality. Um, and also another definition of magic, if we look into the actual dictionary um, definition of magic, which is pretty ambiguous as well, pretty, pretty um, you know, it doesn't really explain too much, but it says... The power of apparently influencing the course of events by using mysterious or supernatural forces. I mean, it doesn't really go too much in depth on, you know, what it really is. It's more so, like I said, it's a general general idea of what it is. So, yeah. So, if you look in the dictionary for what the occult means, um, it says supernatural, mystical, or magical beliefs, practices, or phenomena. So, I mean, at the end of the day, these are still extremely blanket statements so today we're going to be going into depth that's to our perception of what these things really are more in depth so you can understand
0: uh a couple years ago i attended a festival and uh it's one of those festivals where there was a lot of speakers on various topics one of the things that was covered was actually they wanted to define the occult as a whole and they defined that uh the occult as the a hidden society it means to be hidden is mm-hmm. how they defined it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that kind of comes away a little bit from the dictionary definition, but I also wanted to offer up that definition.
1: Sure. Yeah. Actually, um, the actually the, the actual term occult uh, means it does mean hidden or concealed, and it came from the Latin term occultus, and that's where we get the word occult from in English. And it was actually popularized. It wasn't always called the occult. You know, of of course, it's just a label attached to. An extreme vast amount of practices you know it can involve spirit work to uh, subconscious work to you know just trying to program your subconscious so you can create a conscious change in your own reality there's so many different aspects to magic that people don't really realize is there so yeah it comes from a latin term and it was popularized by a french magician named uh was his 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 writing name was eliphas levi I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name properly, but he was a really well-known French magician. He popularized the term in the 19th century in France. Um, And his two top books that he wrote were um, High Magic, uh, or also known as Transcendental Magic, It's Doctrine and Ritual, and also The Key to the Mysteries. And uh, yeah, so that's where that term became popularized. But yeah, um, in terms of... Uh, uh, magic, you know, that, that that's another term that's that's kind of ambiguous in its roots. Um, it, it can, you know, you could say it comes from uh, the Greek magia or, you know, the magi of the past that they called them, these people who were, were wise sages and, and had mystical powers and all these things that they tapped into. Um, and and down, through the, down through the ages, you know, we just get the term magic.
0: It also goes back to those mystery schools that we mentioned in the beginning uh, mm-hmm. from Egypt. They also uh, have a similar term, and I forget what it's called or how it was pronounced.
1: But, uh, let's see.
0: I mean, we have a lot of the great philosophers, too, that came out of those mystery schools. I mean, yeah, uh, even uh, larger uh, inventors and things. Uh, Isaac Newton was mm-hmm. in mystery schools, and he actually focused more on his mystery school research than he did of practical science or what you would call practical science uh, for things like gravity and uh, his law of force, or I'm sorry, his unit of force, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, same shit, right? uh, But you, you, <laughs> right? you know what I'm talking about, You, you know. know what a Newton is. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he was, was an occultist, yeah. yeah he was absorbed. Mm-hmm. And that's also not something that we hear in Western classrooms. That's not something no. that they'll tell you about.
1: Well, what's interesting about all this stuff is like magic, the occult, and all these spiritual practices, you know, or at least some form of it has been... In existence and extant since you know for civilizations of Babylon or even before that of, of histories we don't even know potentially and um, I actually read an
0: article um, fairly recently while doing my research uh, for what we're doing here
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and they actually have a theory it's called the stoned ape theory <laughs> Yeah. Uh, for how human beings evolved to be homo sapiens from homo erectus mm-hmm. and they theorize that Homo erectus, while they traveled from Africa up into Asia and Pakistan and Iran, came across psilocybin mushrooms. Yep. And they ate them. And mm-hmm. in eating them, obviously uh we're gonna pretend you guys don't know what magic mushrooms are, but <laughs> conveniently we call them magic mushrooms now. But
1: yeah, yeah, all right.
0: It they in in this stoned ape theory, uh the magic mushrooms actually opened Homo erectus up to spirituality in itself Mm -hmm. and gave them the very first concept of magic which eventually turned into paganism and and ritual magic uh, as they moved into the neolithic period
1: yeah there's also a lot of theories even out there i mean i'm not saying i subscribe to them but they're interesting to um you know to ponder upon uh that even you know moses in the bible was seen the burning bush was like some uh, resemblance of some type of, of trip or, or high from some type of drug or, or um, some type of herb, and you receive, you receive, receive these visions. Um, yeah, but the stone ape theory, it was very interesting in that somehow, you know, the psilocybin interacted with the brain and produced the DMT, which is dimethyltryptamine, which creates dreams and all those things. You know, somewhat resembling the ex, well, exact same active chemical in ayahuasca, uh, in which they, you know, the, the, the cultures receive trances, visions, spiritual experiences, and they perceive deities, entities, Fast geometric shapes and pretty much delving into the, the conscious, you know, mind and how its correlation to the world. So you know, a lot of these concepts, you know, potentially could have came from psychedelic experiences. Um, you know, we're not one hundred percent sure, but you know, I mean, it's, it's we, a possibility. There's
0: honestly enough material out there for us to do an entire episode mm-hmm. about chemicals being introduced through uh ritual practice uh religious practice uh spiritual practice in general um even from the native americans using peyote all the way through people using psilocybin
1: yeah yeah, um, yeah.
0: and i'm sure that we will cover that at some point uh the various things that people will utilize during uh with not necessarily magical practices in themselves mm. but uh spiritual uh internal What's the word I'm looking for?
1: Yeah, or just like their own experiences, or like their own transcendence, or, or, uh, or you know, like like the the uh, the shamans are, are really known for uh, using you know mind altering substances um, with whether to achieve some type of end, whether it be some type of um, illness to be cured or to have their consciousness altered. Um, you know, it's not every time, but. Yeah, it's um it's yeah, just it's been, it's, been, it's been a tool if properly, cer- you use properly. Certain certain by a lot of ancient uh, cultures.
0: Yeah, certain ones they uh, open the third eye in some different yeah, uh the ajna chakra. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's uh Hinduism
1: and Druidism? I'm not necessarily sure it's Druidism. It could be, um, but there's, there's. I was reading about it fairly. It was. It was yeah. a brief
0: overview. Like I was researching it this be. episode, and I came across some stuff. But like I said, there's so much material that yeah. we could cover an entire episode on that in itself.
1: Yeah, and it's also easy to get lost in the uh, the research. Of a lot of these things, even if you, one feels they're real, they're they're well acquainted. Um, but um, but yeah. So <clears throat> it's just been it's been an ancient an ancient uh, art, ancient science. Um, and there's been a lot of uh, controversy as to. You know, if it's a good thing, a negative thing, if it's if it's good or evil, and those are philosophical ideas, you know, in in and of themselves. But um, but yeah, um, where should we go from here? Let's see, we got we define magic, yeah,
0: and what else we're looking to do? Uh, I know we're going to be talking about the dangers of spirituality
1: as a whole, yeah, spirituality um yeah so and there, there's so many there's so many practices in a, a magic thing you call there's like i was saying there, there's candle magic where you stare at a candle and you, you try to put yourself in a trance or you know you can receive some, some type of visions doing that or just as a mindful practice and there's other types of magic where um you're going through psychological changes and, and transitions and going to adepthood and the, the, these are like initiation ceremonies and then there's also types of magic where you're using grimoires and evoking and invoking uh, deities or even lesser spirits or demons and all these things uh, for whatever purpose you're doing that for. Um, so it's a very – it's a vast, you know, science. A lot, a lot, a
0: lot, a lot of magic does involve the concept of utilizing spirits in general. Uh, yeah. Communicating I, with them.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, doing divination through them. hmm uh, speaking to them about various uh topics, uh, summoning them in ways that you can have them possess a vessel. Uh, is a golem technically spirit work? Oh
1: uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, the, the golems, even of uh, the, the the Kabbalah, like the Jewish mystical school and all that stuff. Yeah, that's um, that's the uh, process of creating an actual uh, entity, you know, um, and having it do your work and all that thing, and they they put into a relic, and all those things, and it becomes a living thing apparently.
0: Yeah, and, and there's always a cost.
1: Yeah, there can be, and it, it's, and, and even even uh, the work that they're doing, uh, it takes an extreme amount of mental activity. It's not like anybody can just do this stuff. There, and, and there's a lot of apparent harm, you know, that you can do to yourself in trying to get to the ends of, of making such a thing. You know what I mean? Like it's a very sacred thing, and you can't utilize it uh, on, improperly. And it takes a lot of mental energy and a lot of mind training. And that's another thing we'll be getting into as well is um, you know the training of the mind, even you, to to even perform magic properly. Because a lot of magical practices, things like that, you're not going to get effects if you're not properly trained and you're not in tune with who you are and your ego isn't in check. And this depends on what tradition you're getting involved with.
0: That's very true. And that's a best case scenario. Worst case scenario, you do get an effect and it's not what you want. And yeah, horrible things happen to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, I've had some personal experiences that you know I jumped into things I shouldn't have. We might be able to get into that later, and I've had some really negative effects from them. Um, you know, just, just pure, you know, jumping into things without proper knowledge or curiosity or, you know, just knowing it was a dumb idea. and um, Or playing with things because you think it's novel and you think it's a joke. Yeah, um, that's not a good one.
0: Uh, there, there are <laughs> definitely people out there that do that, yeah. and they really... In, and in a little bit, I'm actually going to get into that uh, a little bit as well, where... You do something without any actual prior knowledge, study, talking with a mentor, meditation, anything like that.
1: Yeah. And protection. you just mess with You just play with it. Yeah. And,
0: and it's not a toy. You can – I mean, there's easier stuff out there that you can do with somewhat of a disregard. hmm um, there's really benign stuff that you can do with a bit of disregard that really it's not going to come back and bite you in the ass. But Yeah, it's a spectrum. You know, when uh, when when you do talk to somebody about the occult or you talk to them about magic in general, the very first thing, and I don't know about you specifically, Mike, but mm. anytime I've ever talked to another person about witchcraft in itself, the first thing they, they ask is, do you talk to ghosts? <laughs> and I don't feel like... And I'm definitely going to get into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. It is purported by the fad of like ghost hunters and things like, like taps and all those television shows that everybody was all into, but it does go back significantly before that, uh, back into the 1800s where the concept of if it's witchcraft and involves ghosts. Uh, but that's really like where a lot of people go with it right away. When I talk to them, like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I practice the occasional witchcraft. You know, or like I'm involved in the occult or I have a fascination with this and, oh, you, you talk to ghosts? You you <laughs> can summon a ghost? Summon one right now. I want to see it. Yeah. Um, Especially with the people that are very skeptical about the whole idea. Yeah. Um, well, we'll bring one here right now. And it's like, I can totally do that. You won't like what happens and I'm not going to do it, mm-hmm. but we can. The reason we're not going to is because no one wants it attached to them.
1: Yeah, well, that also, like, if, if there's, like, some type of specific entity out there that you want to contact, or for whatever purposes, you know, um, and I'm not advocating um, this is a good thing for, you know, for certain people or, or whatever. Like, um, if, if if you are trying to do that and there's somebody around, you know, the, the entity or, or the being or whatever it might be, might not want some bystander to be there, or the person that's there wanting to see might not even be trained in uh, their own mind to be able, even be able to perceive the energy, or they might their their, their astral vehicle or body and, and a third eye or whatever won't be even be open enough to perceive the presence of, of such thing. You know, so yeah, a lot of the time it will be a futile thing. And it's it's a lot of the times if you're on a certain type of path or the white hand uh, the right hand path, it's not something that you're just going to show off. It's something you're doing for yourself and for the betterment of humanity. Um, it's not all about some selfish, you know. Um, some selfish tasks to fulfill for yourself that that that, that's going to fall under black magic you know and um i'm on i'm not personally an advocate of black magic you know um i respect you know whatever people's wills are but um if if people are doing you know theurgy astro theurgy and and things that are speaking with angels and uh, the betterment of themselves and humanity and uh attaining wisdom and all these things like the ancient sages and even modern sages and mystics um that's not something that they're going to do anymore. They they're not going to entertain it and oftentimes that's not even something you should even be telling people.
0: You'll even um insult them. Deeply yeah. insult them. Yeah. A lot of times if uh uh you you, you try to get them to do something like that cuz I mean obviously we're we're segueing right into you know the dangers yeah. of spiritualism here. Uh if if you're in a room where somebody is calling to a spirit especially if you're in a room with people who have no experience and they're playing with it Mm -hmm. which i guess would be a good time to get into that Mm -hmm. um you can really open yourself up to possession which is a worst case scenario
1: or obsession too yeah yeah um or an attachment
0: (laughs) that's actually going to bring me to i've read a book and it was, it the title, uh, you can, it's available on Kindle, um, but it's written in 1901, and it's called The Dangers of Spiritualism. Uh, it was by, what the heck is this guy's name? John Godfrey Repo- Rappert?
1: Yeah, something like that. Sorry, man, we're not trying to disrespect your name, but. Yeah, we're not <laughs> trying to disrespect. We're actually it, but... trying to promote your ideas here.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a pretty, it's a pretty intense book, and it's 166 pages long. Uh, I managed to get through 66 of those pages today mm-hmm. and in the first two chapters that I read he did an experiment now, this is just this is not a man who is well trained in the occult mm-hmm. he he knows of it he has lots of facts and a fascination but he's not well trained and he did a series of experiments and his entire book is is a warning to the public about why it's not good to do what he did. Yeah. He met an individual who was what you would call a medium back in the day. And this guy didn't know what he was. But he noticed a series like if he were to uh, touch a wooden box for a certain amount of period, he would feel the energetic vibrations. And this guy could unintentionally call spirits to him or what was perceived as calling spirits to him. Mm-hmm. So they began using a planchette with a pencil attached to it. Uh, they would have the guy put his hand on it, and it would write things. And... That's, a, that's always a great idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll get into that in a yeah, little bit there, but yeah. the the premise the premise of the whole thing, and I don't want to like completely ruin the whole book, because actually it's, it's a tough read because it's over 100 years old, and it's very much so written in the language of then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go through it slowly when you do read it but unless you're familiar with that type of language like if you can understand well I mean Shakespeare is worse
1: but you know <laughs> it's, like, it's like the whole like old English writing is. It? I haven't personally oh, read yeah, it oh yeah
0: it's very it's written in a very what I would consider the slang of the time mm-hmm. okay so anyway the long and the short was this guy accidentally without knowing it through his own intent managed to call a spirit to himself that before that spirit, while it was still living, he knew the individual and that spirit associated him with a very negative aspect of a business deal. And the spirit openly admitted to trying to possess him. Wow. Like its intention was to possess him because it was miserable where it was. And because he was actually such a powerful medium without knowing it, the spirit actually wasn't able to, and the spirit eventually told him like I don't want to do this anymore you need to let me go like I know I attached myself to you
1: but you need to yeah. let me
0: go you need to do that through your will pray for me wow. and even and then and this the second chapter I found really really interesting where he reads the the author reads a concept of telepathy now we can definitely cover telepathy in an entire episode in itself as well yeah. Which is the touch upon it. But he became fascinated with it, and he tried to telepathically connect to a friend who was several cities away from him, which he ends up getting himself possessed. And the the spirit that possesses him, uh, basically because he when he offers up, like, he's trying to throw those mental images out, he's opening himself up, right? Yeah. Tele- telepathy isn't a joke, like... We see it in a lot of, like, pop culture and movies and TV and stuff. But when you actually try to utilize something as powerful as telepathy, you open your mind, you know, and it, and it creates this – it's a doorway. And we, if you don't really know what you're doing, you don't have any sort of guidance. Like, this. And the, the spirit of this horrible person, which he later from walking around town finds out who this guy was, and he was a shit-tier person who died in an asylum, wow. um, it possessed him. And he couldn't get rid of it. And the the spirit that possessed him even tried to get him to throw out the manuscript of his book before he was able to do it, tried to throw him in the fireplace. And he was actually disgusted by what he saw. And in the book, he refers to himself as his ego and then this possession spirit as his altar. Okay. And when the altar would take over, it would make him think deplorable things, uh, disgusting things. He never really specifies what these things are. But it is to be understood that they aren't socially acceptable in polite society yeah. and he's miserable about it and it, th- that's just one of the things like cautionary like yes a lot of this stuff is interesting and a lot of a lot of magical practices look inviting and they look like something that maybe you should try but you really you really need to know what you're doing have somebody to guide you have knowledge because just playing with it can do that like he got himself possessed just playing around with telepathy.
1: Yeah. And even like there's, that's, you know, uh, I think a lot of mediums are in danger um, if they don't know what they're doing. And me, I'm a person, like I was saying, of astrotheurgy, the right hand path, Um, actually doing training protections, knowing what you're doing, knowing yourself, doing ego work, doing some, doing conscious work and working to attain, you know, the betterment of the self and, you know, aiding others, and helping them along their path and, um, you know, utilizing the astral for you know different things. Uh, that's that's you know, betterment of the self and the ascension of the self, and to expand consciousness. And that's that's a whole other different area of magic that's you know, considered quote unquote white magic or whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> but you know, when you're talking about spiritism, spiritualism, Ouija boards, uh, like uh, mediumship seances, and all those things, um, a lot of the time as far as i know um they're not completely safe whatsoever you're kind of dabbling with you you could be dabbling with astral carcasses you know the lower astral realm entities um that could you know masquerade as other beings uh, but they're really not cloak themselves in different astral forms um uh, i i i I think i think there's this thing called ectoplasm that you know mediums and, and that can use in seances in which the spear can create its form through that and um you don't know what you're messing with. I'm not sure if they're using any protections, uh, what banishings they're using. Um, It just seems like it's more of a curious type of thing. They're trying to get something for selfish ends, um, you know, in terms of the outcome. So yeah, there's, there's exceptional, exceptionally more danger in the areas of uh, black magic. Um, Of course, like I said, Ouija boards, uh, seances, they're just opening yourself up and playing with things for either amusement, entertainment, curiosity, um, and yeah that's that's going to invite a, a lot of potential for harm um, especially especially Ouija boards <laughs> there's no protection whatsoever <laughs> I,
0: I'm actually really glad you brought that up um part of uh, something that I was also reading today uh, the Ouija board when they went to patent it so there was an obsession in the through the 1800s all the way up through the mid 1900s with seances and mediums like it was extremely common to go to somebody's home for a dinner party and end up doing a séance hmm. at the end of it this was something that was going on in America and Europe all the time it was normal it wasn't it wasn't something anyone was afraid of so there was a, a gentleman whose name is slipping my mind right now but in the late 1800s he created the ouija board and when he took it to the patent office the ouija board is a patented item and Part of getting a patent is demonstrating that it works. Hmm. Now, the patent officer that they were talking to told them, all right, prove to me it works. Spell my name. Now, it's to the understanding that the two individuals, the inventors of the Ouija board, didn't know this individual ahead of time, and the Ouija board spelled his name, and according to the story... (laughs) Uh, he turned ghost white, granted them their patent, and kicked him out of his office.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we're 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 gonna patent this, make some money off it, but do get out, bro.
0: And then they turned <laughs> around and they it wasn't originally marketed towards children. It was sold to Hasbro later on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, where they made it ages eight and up. Yeah, you know yeah. I gotta be twenty one to drink, but I'll be
1: eight years old and some some yeah, devil. Get some freaking demon board, dude. Right.
0: <laughs> and the people who actually despised the Ouija boards were originally mediums because. At this time, it was very popular to hire a medium and pay them to hold a seance at your home.
1: Mm.
0: And these mediums were losing business. So, And then uh, they they were upset about that. Later on, I forget exactly what happened, but it was stigmatized throughout religion. Uh, Even so recently in the later 2000s, they were down there in one of those states. They were burning Ouija boards, copies of Harry Potter, and copies of Disney's Snow White
1: hmm yeah yeah
0: it was it was insane the ouija board in itself is a toy that is marketed towards children
1: yeah i used to see it in stores from like parker brothers you know what i mean just like some normal mundane board just sitting there on the shelf next to like uh some like some shoots kids, and ladders yeah, and shit yeah, yeah, yeah some freaking life game you know what i mean like well,
0: yeah and,
1: uh, it's, it's it's very it's 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 actually i don't know scary
0: and that i mean that that's horrifying it is in, in, in an aspect because now you're you really see how available magical practices are to the public in general. They will sell you
1: a way for you to get yourself possessed. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, it's, just, it's just honestly, it's an, it's an irresponsible way to go about these things. Um, it costs like nine bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, even me. Back in the day, I had a Ouija board. Um, I, I had it from my parents. <laughs> I uh, um, eventually found I had to throw it out, of course. But um, yeah, I had a Ouija board back in the day. I just went to the store and got it. You know, I was, I, was, I, was a, I was a young kid. I didn't really know much about anything. You know, I had an interest in the paranormal. Like, who doesn't? And, um, and you know, I was more of a risk taker, you know? So I ended up finding this Parker Brothers glow-in-the-dark Ouija board at uh, actually Spencer's. Uh, picked up for, like, I think, $14 or so, you know, and, and I use it at home plenty of times. Um, but, you know, nothing ever happened, like never moved, nothing ever happened with it. But um, thankfully, nothing ever happened with it, to my knowledge, you know, because it's just, it's just not good. It's not responsible. Um, and when we're talking about the like, astrothergy or initiation practices, you know, amongst many tr- traditions, and, you know, going away a certain process of transforming, you know, your, your own consciousness and your etheric self and your astral self, and honing your imagination and your will so that you can perform the proper magic in a certain way um, and, and actually using it for ascension purposes um, and for the betterment of yourself in the whole um, just as an as, as, as individual and, and as a world, just like the the magi and mystics of all time have done. It's a completely different process. And um, when you do these different things, uh, these purifications, and uh, you do a lot of rituals so that your your astral body and self pretty much gets purified, reformed, it becomes a higher uh, version of what you were. You know, you, you start to discard the ego. You know, the uh, or what you want. Let's just say, like the egocentric part of yourself, where you know you have this idea uh, of who you are, and it might be accented or or aggrandized, and it's like this illusionary self that most people operate. And when when this is getting involved, you don't know your true will. You don't know your true intent. You don't know you know you might be operating off of purely selfish ends trying to get things done money wealth fame fortune all these things that are just going to corrupt the soul and you know debar you from your your, your, your path um, at least a proper one uh, and during these processes you're 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 dealing with reforming the self you know uh, and you learn purifications there's rituals for banishments uh, protective circles and uh, a lot of traditions and Things that you have to learn, practice, and hone, like, really, really, really well until you even start to uh, get involved in, you know, when we're talking about the topics of spirits, uh, at least, Um, at least get into that type of work. Like, you have to to know what you're doing. Like, it's not something to mess around with. Um, And if you want these beings to, you know, respect you or or, or see you as a certain type of, um, you know, entity to be respected and and obeyed or even to aid you along your path... um, yeah, it's it's completely necessary to to transform yourself first, and not just pick up some book or pick up some board and just dabble and like it's a normal, ordinary day thing. This is this is a this is a soulful path, at least in terms of theurgy. Um, you know the the right hand path, and it's uh one with the least amount of danger if done properly. But you have to know where to start.
0: The thing is, even though like even when you do do it properly, you can't even guarantee that what you're calling for is what's going to show up.
1: Yeah, and you also have to know. How to um, mm-hmm. how to get uh, rid of them? Prod, yeah. How to get rid of them? How to banish them properly? What's what's needed? What's necessary? The, the you know the holy names, divine names. Uh, you know, there's so many. There's so many. It's it's a science. It's an ancient art. And it's something that's been taught. You know, and, and you, you can find it across all holy books. You know, especially in the Bible, there's a lot of magic in the Bible. Um, even uh, even Jesus' dad, jo- uh, you know, or if, if we can call him Father Joseph, uh, he was a scryer. There's a lot of magic in the Bible. Um, but you know, we, we've come to know that the Bible in English claims that, you know, magic is evil, but you know, that's, that's a whole different topic for another time. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, um, it, it, that is one definite danger of, uh, magic is, is just not knowing what you're doing and doing it purely out of ego.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, that, and that's like, we really focused on the the spirit You know, your ghosts, your demons, your spirits, angels, the aspect of that. There's dangers, like a previous message, like with intent in itself, what you do with your own energy. Now, you may not directly hurt yourself, but you can unintentionally do some serious damage to another person. Yeah. By just playing with things.
1: Yeah. And that karma will very easily fall upon you, even though it wasn't your actual will. But, you know, you cause that cause and effect ripple and, and, uh, you know, the conscious world. So, you really, uh, you just really want to watch out, you know?
0: Yeah, like, you can, like, it, it, say you're, you're messing around with an old grimoire you found.
1: Yeah, never good. Yeah. Never good. Yeah. Don't do that. Unless you just, know what you're doing. Like, Not really, good. like,
0: we cannot emphasize enough that if this is something you want to do, please, 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 please seek somebody who's already done it.
1: Yeah, or at the very least, you know, you know, you can, you can even message our, our Instagram, um, which is mystery.stone.podcast. Um, and you can always message us through there and ask questions if you'd like about, you know, the deeper things about these things we may not be able to cover in this episode. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty well versed on a lot of these things, um, at least as far as we're concerned. Um, so if there's any questions or you have any curiosities that we haven't talked about yet or that you'd like to even maybe inform us on or you would like us to elaborate for you, yeah, just send us a message on there. Uh, because the last thing we want sh- we want anybody listening here to do is just think this is a cool concept, which of course it is, but, you know, and just pick up something and just start dabbling just because it sounds cool. It's, it's important to know what's going on and why you're doing it. So, yeah, just to, just to throw it out there quick.
0: Yeah, and if you're not familiar with Instagram, you can check our description. There's going to be an email address in there. You can reach out to us uh, via that as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a community uh, that we're doing here uh, at the very end. You know, it's a, it's a learning process for us and for everybody listening. And, um, yeah, we just we just want everybody to learn and, and grow on the proper path. <laughs> yeah. just, to, just a quick disclaimer there.
0: Yeah, the last thing we really want to see is, is one of you guys uh, or women or whoever, yeah,
1: pick, like alien, whatever, dude. You, whatever you are, <laughs> whatever. E.T., dude, like whatever. You know,
0: you, you pick something up and you're like, oh, wow, uh, this is the hemorrhage spell," And like, <laughs> do it to your friend and their eyeballs explode. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's an extreme exaggeration. Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe it's an extreme exaggeration. I've never personally heard of it, but I'm not going to put it past anyone. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> like sure it's been done but <laughs> at least unfortunately, attempted yeah. like yeah you, you really don't want to do that like and like I said, that's, that's that's extreme hyperbole right now but you yeah. can really pick something up and be like oh look this is a curse on your family that'll pass down to your children and then do it and then you've cursed that person
1: yeah yeah unintentionally too yeah like there's so many unintentional effects that can happen another uh there's actually a lot there's a lot more dangers to uh to the whole magic and occult side of things you know um you have to be psychologically prepared, um, to go undergo a lot of transformations. And I guess in this, I'm kind of speaking from personal experience from astrotheurgy or, or even the study of occult science or, you know, the deeper realms of life, you know, just experiencing and translating the knowledge that you think that you already have. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of other things that we have to, you know, delve into in terms of dangers as well. Like, you know, like the psychological state you know especially in studying you know even even just not even dabbling in actual practical magic even the study of uh occult science occult philosophy which is a, a extremely important and, and vast topic which helps you understand how all this even works you know it's not just so simple as you know using your imagination and your will and all these things and, and um forming these astral bodies and yourself and all the you know all these concepts we, we kind of cover here briefly um it's 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 much more than that even like like i was saying Studying the philosophies of magic. Um, Henley for the most the most, one of the most monumental books in magic ever written, especially for the Western world, which kind of found founded you know a lot of mystery traditions in the West, is Henry Cornelius Agrippa's Three Books of Occult Philosophy. And this is an extreme comprehensive outlook on everything involving pretty much magic in general. It goes over the elements, you know, the anima mundi. Uh, mathematics uh, the spirit world um, how everything interconnects uh, metaphysics just everything and, and back in the day an interesting idea is that magic and philosophy a long time ago were one and the same thing they weren't separated it was all part of it, all, all part of the uh, the arcane and elevated sciences you know now today magic's kind of been split off from a lot of things for whatever reasons maybe agendas you know um, it's been a lost yeah, it's coming back but Yeah, so these two things were separated. Anyways, digressing, um, your psychological state, you know, me, I'm more anxiety prone. um, And when you live a life being told lies from society, from school, you know, everything you see, you kind of take for granted as being truth. You know, um, even a lot of things you learn in school, they're just not true. They're simply not true. A lot of things you read on labels, they're simply not true. There's loopholes. Um, You know, getting into the occult science and the metaphysics side of things and how things work, you know, you you have to be pre- you have to be prepared to transcend a lot of boundaries, uh, within your mind, within reality, and come to see things, a lot more clearly in a much different way that you never thought was possible. And there's a lot of me personally. There's a lot of, I guess you consider them psychosises that I've experienced along my path, where, really, I've broken down my consciousness so many times and relearned so many things that, you go through periods where you're, you're ungrounded. You're, you're like, you're uprooted. Like your consciousness, your beliefs that hold you sane, that hold you into the soil of, of, of what you perceive as actual reality and truth get shaken. You know, I kind of liken everybody to like a tree or, or a plant, you know, planted into the soil. The soil would be like a, a perceived reality and your roots are dug in there and that would be dug in there for a while. Um, but once you learn a lot of things, you become rootbound in that soil. And, your roots start to be uplifted as you start to learn deeper and deeper and deeper things. And it starts to shake your reality a lot and you have to find new soil to plant your roots in. And it, it, it can be a very unnerving and grounding experience. You know, it's uh, the uh, getting into the actual metaphysics side of all this stuff. And um, me personally, it's, it's, I've gone through a lot, you know, uh, dabbling in, in these sciences and arts and, and the philosophies and stuff. Cause when you really start to get into a lot of this stuff, as we will in future episodes and as we are now, it starts to shake you a lot. So as I was saying, the psychological the psychological state, you know, you have to be prepared to go through changes. And uh, if you're not willing to do that, you're not willing to face discomfort because along any path in life, whether it be spiritual or, or any path in life or any path towards success or business or whatever, you're, you're going to encounter hurdles. And there's definitely a lot of hurdles along this path. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely another thing to, uh, to look into or to think about. Yeah. And don't, rush yeah don't no that's true never Good one. ever yeah. rush never <laughs> like, rush never rush
0: like if, if you take an interest um even if, if you're a person who's never dabbled in in magic or the occult and you're listening to our show right now and you're thinking wow ah, you know this actually sounds kind of interesting look at traditions look at what appeals to you focus on one thing at a time take it in slowly and if you feel like you're being overwhelmed relax yeah
1: just come back to your senses put it down for a little bit i mean you know personally like there's periods in life where i've undergone a lot of stress or you know you know various just various problems that add stress or anxiety to my life and i just had to put this stuff down for a while like and i'm not saying any practices or anything like that or or i'm not saying you know any specifics but just even the study of a lot of this stuff it's 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 um it's a it's a lot of abstract thought you know it's a lot of uh, different ways of looking at things so you know if if you feel overwhelmed like it's like, like CJ was saying it's 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 okay just you know put the stuff down you know and I mean like like focus on other things for a while you know spend time in nature um ground yourself you know do things you love or do things that are nostalgic that bring you back to the past just things that ground you because a lot of this stuff can you know can can like I was saying like many times, like unground the mind. So it's 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 okay to stabilize here and there, you know what I
0: mean? You can you can pick up a book and within two pages of that book feel like like you've just been loaded with a lifetime's worth of information. Yeah. If you ever start to feel like that, even if it's been two pages of one page of a book, yeah, set it down. Ground yourself, Mm -hmm. which we will go over the process of grounding in a future episode for sure probably fairly shortly uh, cuz there's going to be a lot of uh, things that you need to do there's a lot of meditational practices and grounding and getting your energy straight uh working with your own chakras key
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh uh starts with an r what am i thinking of a reiki
1: reiki yeah um right Re- Re- right a good practice too yeah
0: and then like all these things and those are going to be foundationally important to your path and we keep saying this word your path and not everybody walks the same path and no. your path can be completely unique to yourself and it's it'll wind it'll twist and it'll take you all kinds of places and if you're not ready to make a turn on your path don't make the turn wait absorb the information that you've learned meditate on it get yourself level because uh like Mike said he's prone to anxiety you can spiritually melt yourself if if you try to do too much too quickly, and we can't emphasize that enough.
1: Yeah, it can become very unhealthy, like, like very unhealthy. Uh, especially if you're like I'm a very philosophical type of person, <laughs> so and I'm a very big thinker. And um, yeah, when we introduce a lot of these concepts, a lot of the time, and you're saying like the philosophical side of all this stuff, or you know, the mechanics or the metaphysics or any of these topics. Um, even 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 physics, you know, like it's 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 a lot of awakenings to things that you didn't know were there it's a new vista you know it's a it's a whole new world you're perceiving and for some people at a lot of different times like it it could be a lot so
0: yeah even if you're listening to us right now and you just started listening to the show and there's 12 more episodes ahead of you or 20 more episodes or 30 more episodes where wherever you're at and we covered a lot of information in this episode alone and If you feel like it's a lot, maybe you need to go back and restart. As much as we would love for you to listen to all of our episodes, Mm -hmm. relax. Like We're not going anywhere. So Mm -hmm. just take a step back. You can listen to something even that we said and then think on it. Maybe reach out to somebody in your local area. Reach out to us like uh, on the Instagram, like uh, Mike mentioned before. Absolutely. Ask. If you have to pause our episode halfway through to absorb, you know what we've said, um, or any of the information we've provided to you, and you really need to meditate on that and and just really think about it. Please do, like like don't for sure yeah. Know, as much as as much as we love our views, we we care about you guys more,
1: hundred percent
0: yeah. You, and we're giving you a lot. And future episodes, we are definitely going to be moving slower. But what we're trying to do right now, really, is just throw it out there that hey, this is this is interesting. It's unique. Uh, it could be novel to you right now. It can easily become a lifestyle and it can be something that is beautiful or it can be something that destroys you and you don't want to be on the latter end of that.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, like we were saying, this is extreme. And like, of course, like we we're just talking about, I meno mean, magic they call at uh, this part of the podcast. So there, you know, we're going to cover many other topics. This is, but this is kind of an area that we're a little bit more intimately associated with. So, um, you know, me personally. You know, this has been, you know, at least the study. You know, um, and all these things. It's it's been a major part of my life for a long time. You know, I've read many books. I've comprehended many things. I've done many meditations. A lot of, a lot of practices. And um, I've had bad experiences. I've had good experiences. Um, so I have I have a decent amount of experience with all this stuff. And it's something I'm passionate about. So, um, you know, so even me personally, I've done a lot of studying um, before I even started doing any type of practices or any or even dabbling in anything and uh, even when you first start you might make mistakes you know as i have and um like like i was saying like before you even embark on any type of spiritual path like make sure you have a panorama view a panoramic view of all that's out there because you don't want to get stuck um on one thing um there's there's much to be gleaned from Every every tradition out there, every religion, every holy book, every sacred every sacred text, every philosophical book, and I've looked into so many different traditions, studied up on all of them, their roots, how the, like the parallels, how they how they correlate to each other, uh, which ones resonate with me the most. Um, and this is something you guys are all going to go through too, if you choose to, you know, actually embark on any type of spiritual path, even like religious path, which is perfectly fine. You know, th- there's there's um services and depths to everybody, and there's there's a spectrum of care. And a lot of people, you know, um, that they choose to put into their path or their spiritual path. So, um, yeah, it's just best to know what you're dealing with. Like research, research everything, question everything, um, never get stuck on something. And another danger I wanted to bring up is, is beliefs. Beliefs can be deadly. Um, they, to only Not only to the self, but humanity. Um, say you blindly follow something and now you consider yourself, let's say like a Christian or, and which there's nothing wrong with any of these paths as long as they're utilized properly or any other holy text. Um, they're all tools. Um, but it's kind of like a gun. It's kind of like fire. You can either use it for protection, for self growth, the betterment of others, or it can end up causing destruction, separation, division, as you see it across the world. And then people ended up blaming, you know, people end up blaming the spiritual path or holy text for the problems when it's just humanity's misuse of the books themselves. Um, and, I think a major problem is attaching beliefs to the ego, at least ego as in being the self. I think it's personally kind of, this is my own opinion, my own philosophy, but I think it's harmful, no matter what path you're on, to close it as if it's the only truth. Um, Truth is highly elusive and highly subjective, or at least it can be. And there's many fingers pointing to it, but a lot of people get stuck on that finger. And um, I always have an open mind, and I never attach any belief or I don't even like the concept of beliefs. I don't attach any idea to my ego or my identity. I created identity here on earth because when you attach a, an idea to your actual identity, that's kind of like putting a dam in the river of consciousness, you know, it kind of blocks your mind from potential other possibilities or gleaning truths from other sources. And then, and then in turn you start viewing other people as different than you, or they might be wrong or, you know, they're, they're, they're you know that you're starting to divide yourself from other people and that creates a roadblock in your spiritual path too. So um, yeah, it's I think personally it's a danger to really adhere, like passionately to an idea. Just just always keep the mind open among your studies.
0: Again, this is a science. At the end of the day, magic in itself is a science. and the one thing about science is it constantly corrects itself. There is nothing in science that's going to sit there. And say this is how it is, it's how it's always been, it's how it's always will be, and nothing you can say in the future will ever change this. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have the law of gravity right now.
1: Which that's kind of questionable too. It's questionable, but
0: the <laughs> the, the the idea mm-hmm. that we wouldn't be able to find a way to defy it isn't completely unrealistic. Technology does new things every day. Yeah. Fifty years ago, if you if you had told somebody, "Hey, I'm gonna have a, a computer, thousands of times more powerful than the one that put it up on that
1: put the ship on the moon."
0: Well, I mean, that wasn't even fifty. No, that was about fifty years ago. Now Something like that, right? It's about like the seventies.
1: But details, you know, it's hard sometimes.
0: You know, if <laughs> if, if you told them that back then, they'd have laughed at you and said, oh, "There's no way that'll never happen." But Lisa, it's a science, and that's and. That's kind of where I feel like, Mike, you were going with that, like, with the whole idea of don't solidify yourself in a single belief and expect that to never change.
1: Yeah, like, always just, I mean, like, uh, to me, like, say it's the Bible or or, or, uh, the Bhagavad Gita or um, the Quran or any of these things. They're all amazing texts and tools, and yeah, maybe um, one of them might contain the ultimate truth. Do I think so? No, Um, but maybe, sure. Um, But they're all tools. They're all great tools, and they all elaborate on each other, and there's a lot of parallels Um, no matter what tradition, you know. Um, So there's a lot to be taken from all of that stuff. Um, Whether you're dealing with, you know, surface-level spirituality and you just want to live a better life and have a better mind and and have a more peaceful environment, or you want to get really, really, really deep into things and, you know, get into the mystical side of things or or the magical side of things or the occult philosophical side of things or, you know, there's something for everybody, but just make sure that you know what you're doing because it, it can also cause a lot of danger.
0: I think, like, a really simple way of putting this would be even even with the things that we're saying is, don't let it guide you. I mean, I'm sorry, let it guide you. Don't let it dictate you.
1: No, I always que- even question everything we're saying. If if something say- we are saying sounds weird or, or or off course, look it up. I mean, check it out. Um, uh, you know, it, what 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 we're providing everybody is just things that we think we know, or or um, a lot of a lot of things we studied, and you know, um, so it, it's it's just it's a constant. It's a constant quest. You know, it's it's never ending quest.
0: Yeah. Uh on top of that, uh in, in future episodes of the show, understand that everything we're going over, we're doing this for education. Like we we would love for everyone who listens to us to take something away from that. And Absolutely, and, and, and hold on to that and be like, All right, well, these guys said that. And like Mike said, question us. Yeah, do question your, us. do your own research. By all means, please do. And if we say something blatantly wrong,
1: message us. us and be like you guys said something wrong. Yeah, we are not we are, we we are not infallible.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. We're we're human beings just like everybody else and we could be horrifically wrong and like that's not our intention and if we are please correct us.
1: Yeah. I but... mean, yeah, we we've done a we've done a lot <laughs> I I personally done a lot of studies, you know. I feel I know what I'm talking about a lot of this stuff and I have a lot of practical, you know, um advice and i have a lot of experience but you know at the end of the day I, i'm not god i mean i mean well i guess we're all we, all be, we can all be considered particles depending of god, on the path
0: depending on the path you're on yeah you you might be
1: yeah i mean we might be i mean well uh, to me i'm a metaphysical type of person i feel we're all particles of god so i think that's a whole other topic for another time oh definitely but yeah like just it, like us like cj was saying if, if there's any questions arise like i said you know message us on our instagram uh, or, or 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 email or or um, any source and whenever we have the time or, or, you know, whenever we can, um, we'll message you back and that you guys need any type of guidance or have any questions or you guys are interested or whatever, like, just like, like we have said before, um, we're here to help and, um, we we can try to help you get on, on the right path. And, but just never, just never make a decision based off someone is telling you, you always have to make sure that you're in touch with yourself in tune with yourself and make sure that you resonate with the path you end up choosing.
0: And also this being an educational experience, there are going to be episodes that we cover where we might not even be comfortable completely with the topic that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. If if you ever look at an episode title of ours, go right to the description. Uh, I'm always going to leave some sort of detail in there. Uh, it's really going to give you an idea of what we're going to talk about. And if we're going to cover a subject that down your path you're not, you're not comfortable learning about yet. Or even if you've been doing this for years and you're not comfortable listening to somebody talk about that or provide instruction on certain things. Cause there are going to be times where we where we provide instruction on how to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's gonna be a thing that we do. It, it, don't listen. Like don't don't feel bad about that. Like if you're like, oh wow. And if you're a fan of ours, we love you. We
1: love you if you're not. Yeah, I, I love everybody, man. Yeah, you we know love me. you if you're not. But, like, you <laughs> know, I am, if, yeah. if you're following
0: us and and you're listening to every episode we have, fantastic. And yeah. if we put out an episode where you're like, I don't want to hear about that, don't listen. And we, I encourage that, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Stay within your comfort zone. Don't become overwhelmed. And really stay grounded and, you know, just be careful. <laughs> yeah, like yeah the, pretty much. The, we can't stress that enough. Be careful.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and and on our social medias and stuff like that, we'll end up posting links, um, you know, here and there, or, or you know, w- whatever posts we're putting in relation to whatever episode, we'll have links and, and all types of things. Um, whenever we see them or find them, too, you know that you guys can click on or investigate for yourselves. You know, even more information on what we're talking about. You know, more in depth stuff, articles, books, um, things that we feel are important or relative to what we're saying. So, you know, always look in the descriptions and, um, it might, there'll probably most likely be a lot of extra stuff if you guys are interested in the, the the topic being spoken about. Um, and I guess, uh, I have, I have one last danger I would like to speak about, um, in terms of anything, you know, at least in terms of the spirit, uh, magic and the occult. And that's falling into delusions and, um... There is a lot of the time that we might believe something our imagination is telling us and we might not be properly trained, like as I've said, in a lot of these arts. And we might perceive something as being real or a divined or some type of message when in reality it's actually, you know, a fantasy in our own minds or imagination. So it, it, it's, it's, um, it's something to, to make sure, you know, to always question as well. Um, results you're getting. Um, always question perceived information you're receiving uh, whether it be, you know, you're, you're laying in a bed and you're getting a download from the universe, as they say, it, or, you know, um, some type of inspiration or some type of idea you're doing, any type of meditation or or, or uh, just any type of transmission that you're receiving. Always make sure you're questioning it and try to find ways to verify it. Um, and in the beginning, it's very easy and, and, and it could be very fun to imagine that you've made contact with these things or you've or you've got results, even if it's not spiritual work or because, like I said, there's so many other aspects to magic than just spirits. Um, but even like, even just doing, you know, um, just just any type of uh, mundane uh, magical operation, whether it be you know involved in like Wicca or, or paganism or any other tradition that you know utilizes herbs or, or ideas or altars or anything like that. Just just make sure that you know what you're doing and, and question the results. And um, it's all, uh, another thing is it's it's really 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 important. To have some type of spiritual journal in which you can write down your progress, you know, new things you're finding out, things that you think you found out, and just so you can see yourself progressing and, and, you know, compare and contrast and um, make sure you're evolving in the proper direction. Yeah. So, I mean,
0: just to break down uh, everything you've heard over the last hour um, be careful of your intentions, be careful of your thoughts, be careful of what you project. Be careful of what you attempt. Be careful of what you don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. And this isn't meant to scare anybody. It's just meant to put the stuff in the perspective. Just with anything, there's dangers. There's pros and cons. There's positives. Um, but just just make sure you know what we're doing.
0: I mean, I don't. I, I feel like a healthy fear of this mm-hmm. uh, is very very good for the individual. It is being being a little afraid will give you some respect mm-hmm. uh, of what it is. And, and a lot of it is a lot of fun. And are really enjoyable i i absolutely love tarot work i love pendulum work I, I, crystal ball i don't have any personal experience with crystal ball like i've never done it myself
1: yeah i've, I've had a lot of I've, I've done a lot of work with the black mirrors right. and crystal balls and stuff like that black balls. A, a lot of things like that I, yeah
0: yeah i personally like myself i love divination anything that falls under the category of oracle I, yeah it's it's wonderful i love it and you can you can do a lot of these things and and thoroughly enjoy. Like don't think don't think this is a, a strict religion where you know you have I mean you have rules you have guidelines
1: and whatnot. But as I the think, there's a structure. You, you know? are
0: you're permitted. Like you enjoy it.
1: You yeah. know, if
0: you don't love it, don't do it.
1: Yeah, and you make and make sure you're just not cause just don't cause harm. I mean, that, that's that's my own perception of things, but just. Just don't be in this stuff for any crazy selfish ends or, or harm of others or any of this stuff. It's it's not right. You know, it's it's not it's not good for the world. It's not good for yourself. I know there's a lot of people of traditions that, you know, do that and don't believe in karma. You know, honestly, you might be right. You know, I mean, um, hopefully you're not going to come after me. <laughs> right. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's my perception. Um, I'm not here to harm anybody. Um, and I don't want other people to harm each other. But, you know, that's just a, being in harmony. With you know creating a better world, but yeah, but yeah, you know, just at the end of the day, if you want to do that, then you know whatever you feel in your heart is what you need to do in your heart, not your not your mind, not your ego, not any of this stuff. Just in your own heart and your own soul, tune into it and make sure everything that you do in your life comes from that, and you should be fine.
0: Yeah, I can't agree with you more. Actually, <laughs> I really feel like that's a a great way for us to kind of leave off here. Um, next next time uh, we get together, uh, what what do you think we're
1: going to discuss? Um, we have some ideas. Um, it might be, you know, in doing this, it's I'm trying to f- we're trying to find a way to make you know sequential episodes so that the the listener can somewhat have a proper blueprint or guideline to follow. And in getting into the deeper aspects of all the topics we're doing, so we're kind of like putting a lot of overall general themes out in the beginning of our episodes, elaborating on them, and eventually we're going to dissect the things that we, we've spoken about in those episodes and kind of keep keep the tree going and keep the uh, the, uh, the the branches blossoming and, and just uh, follow the patterns and just keep dissecting and dissecting. And like I said, this podcast is going to compass much more than just you no know, magic, the occult, and all that stuff. It's going to compass so many different things. We'll eventually speak about UFOs, aliens, uh the unknown you know just ghosts in general uh, philosophy um quantum physics quantum physics yes <laughs> quantum even physics just anything that goes below the surface of what you're perceiving in your everyday life yeah. you know so, so. It, 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 this is just one, one aspect and it's one we're intimately connected with so okay. so that's being a lab on first then the yeah, next couple so. of them,
0: we're gonna be laying that foundation down
1: yeah so in, in response to your question most likely it'll be something evolving you know the various magical traditions. Um, we can also potentially get into all the different grimoires. You know the beings that are in there, um, their attributes, their effects, um, sigils. Sigils um, are a highly important topic. So yeah, um, grounding and we'll, meditation. Grounding and meditation. Yeah. So these are some ideas for the next episode. It's not set in stone, but
0: right. I mean, we it's will just see what, what you guys happens. have to look forward
1: to. Yeah. Just <laughs> just 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 a general idea <laughs> of what's coming. Yeah. So yeah. I uh, really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, it really means a lot to me. And um, we hope that you're enjoying what you're hearing and that things get better and grow from here.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you want to reach out to us again, uh, the uh, Instagram is mystery.stone.podcast. Yes. Uh, you can also hit us on Twitter at Lynn Stew and then an email address in the description. Sure. Uh, and yeah. we'll be more than happy to respond, uh, include... Uh, correct ourselves if need be
1: yeah yeah and any questions you have you know we're more than willing to help just anything you guys want to say and anytime we have to respond we will certainly do it so and if we don't respond right away no it's coming in the works uh, unless we have somehow like a billion listeners out of nowhere and we have a, we're have, we flooded with questions you know what I mean like we gonna do un- our best un- until then we're gonna do our best so thank you once more peace